Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of the Solo Drawing Room Expert uh, with me, Zabe. Um, another attempt to make sense uh, out of my thoughts um, and and uh, ramble as little as possible. Um, the good part is that it's going to be a short one because I can't continue to hold my thoughts together for more than, I don't know, 20 minutes, whatever that is. Um, and the bad part is that you'll have to bear with me and, um, as I try and, and communicate um, what I want to communicate and, and get my point across. Um, but in all honesty, I don't think this is... this is um, I, I don't really have an issue with this because this is more of an exercise for me as, as opposed to the listeners. I mean, probably more of an ordeal for the listeners, but... An exercise for me to get my thoughts really polished down, get to the point, make it make it as understandable and digestible as possible, and 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 put it out there because I think at the end of the day, the whole purpose of this podcast is is to, to really broadcast my 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 views and my and my um, thoughts around different things. Um, without wa- wasting any further time um, today, I would like to talk about. No, the word process. Um, in the context of the word process that I wanted to discuss is is the the happenings. I would I would say the happenings of within you know the happenings of the Pakistani cricket team, right? Or what kind of a challenge it is to be a fan of the Pakistan cricket team, and. Um, so us us perspective say us us um angle say I want to talk about process. Before I do so, um iska ek prequel method sa ek bukalu ya iska ek preset vas hamne rakhu aap logon ke um I am you know as you probably figured out from my uh with on my last episode with the Vesta here discussing the Premier League I'm a huge Liverpool fan and I've been following the the club uh, for around eighteen years now I think it started. 2002 2003 around this time and i've been a fan since and um you know um and as you probably you know people who watch the premier league people who know you know liverpool in general it's not a it's not an easy club to support right it's it's frustrating it's it has its ups and downs maybe maybe more downs than ups but at best it's a very you know underdog club and you know obviously with 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 massive history and great background and you know the history of winning things but not really as much in the current um current past so having been a liverpool fan you know growing up uh, in pakistan watching games on tv um watching liverpool struggle their way through the league uh, every year thinking that this is going to be our year and not really coming anywhere near that expectation has been a struggle right it's has been has been quite a painful ordeal for me though um comparing that with with how things are with liverpool now where i would like to think actually not even like to think it's a fact that liverpool are probably the best team in europe right now and definitely the best team in the in the english league to the so that journey from being underdogs to top dogs has been quite a transition for me as a fan and i've enjoyed it because now i'm enjoying the the you know the ride even more so because i have spent 
my years have given my effort put in the effort to support the club and the support the team through the worst times i mean to f- any liverpool fan listening out there if i say roy hodson you would probably know what i'm talking about so the worst of times right you've gone through the worst of times and and um and, and now that you know the the club is doing pretty well both financially and and off, um on the pitch and off the pitch you know it's 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 a it's a it's a treat though that transition has been quite of a quite a journey for me as a fan and that got me thinking that you know i've always maintained if there's one sports franchise if i would like to say um if i can use that phrase if there's one franchise sports franchise that closely you know uh mirrors what what it's like to be a liverpool fan is the pakistan cricket team to be honest you know um a team with great history great players on and off performances highs and lows maybe more lows and highs and um you know issues all on and off the pitch um and and more so frustrating uh, frustrating because um the potential has always been you know world class but you know it hasn't really done or really you know delivered anything uh, based on that promise so there's always been parallels between those two and i've always believed that liverpool fans and or, or being a liverpool fan and being a pakistan cricket fan is not that different i mean i still remember the days when i used to watch liverpool games on the weekends and 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 if it happened to be a pakistan match on the same weekend and both teams lost it was probably the worst thing i can ever imagine and i used to take solace from one team winning uh, you know if the other lost so i used to feel like okay chalo at least liverpool won or pakistan won um and and that used to be a good substitute so that's how i realized kids pretty much the same feeling and it's pretty much the same challenges of being a fan of both of these uh, sports teams so having seen that you know that growth or transition from the liverpool side where liverpool now is is miles ahead as a team that what you know compared to what they were just 5 years ago um compared to pakistan who has you know that team has gone through um consistent decline i would say since since um 2000 i, I would say probably in the 99 world cup i would say because yeah we won the the t20 world cup in 2009 and the champions trophy in 2017 but that's one off that's like liverpool winning the the champions league in 2005 and you know the fa cup 20 uh, 2006 and then the league cup in 2012 it was just here and there wins they were not consistent like you know the likes of manchester united who were winning leagues consistently or the likes of um arsenal who were winning cups consistently or you know man city now nowadays or you know so these clubs these teams were winning things consistently live winning one cup or the other or the league consistently though it's never the same so pakistan having that success after um you know after being runners up into the uh, 99 uh it hasn't been the same right and one may argue ke usse pehle bhi um kaun sa successful itne khas thi but let's just for the sake of argument you know say that you know pakistan hasn't really had a successful purple patch um after the 90s so why is why has that taken so much time to really transition into the purple patch that we're um that i'm experiencing as part of a you know a liverpool 
fan club and why am i not experiencing that as part of you know a pakistani team critic or a fan for that matter though that got me thinking like what's the case i mean apart from millions of instances uh um or reasons behind why is that the case you know from structure to you know culture and you know controversies and all of that i mean obviously liverpool hasn't gone through the same level of ordeals in terms of controversies on and off the pitch that as pakistan cricket has been through but more or less the problems have been the same like shows a lot of promise failing to deliver um but before i get into what i think is the real reason and and obviously i've uh, hinted it at the start of the episode before i get into that i wanted to really discuss what a fan is as well because here's another hot take if you like pakistan cricket fans are not really real cricket fans at least most of them um i would say maybe i would even go as high as 85% 90% 90% of the people that follow pakistan cricket team in our country in pakistan or outside are not generally what i consider fans they're supporters when it comes to you know big tournaments like world cup or champions trophies or big uh, you know indo indo pak um, matches but they're not fans fans because they don't get um what it's like to consistently stick you know with uh, with a team through through the low times and the high times as well low times being like i'm watching liverpool games playing fucking burnley you know at 5:00 in the morning away when it clearly i can avoid it and take a few more uh, hours of sleep and watch it later because that's a huge game but i'm doing that i'm putting the effort i'm also watching pakistan play fucking zimbabwe away uh or or at least saying very close to how the how those games go and watching their uh five day games as well as one day and you know all all types of uh international games that pakistan play be it important or not important so i i think that's what a real fan does and it's not as if i'm picking it up when the world cup is around the corner or any big big event is happening or a big um, big game is happening that's when my pakistani cricket fandom rises to the occasion i think that's not the case so first of all this is not for you know uh, the 90% of the so called fans that i feel like they're not fans at all um because a lot of this inf- what i'm going to discuss and talk about is for the pure fans who follow cricket and follow pakistan cricket for what it is um it's a sport it's a you know uh you you may have hot takes on on one decision or the other there's no one fucking exact way to do the things uh um you can't fucking have imran khan bat at 3 and and say uh you know uh leading from the front this is not that that's that's the kind of uh um you know stupidity that i'm talking about when i say 90% of the pakistan cricket fans are just not fans they're just supporters here and there you know who happen to like the team because they represent the same colors that they uh, they do so uh, so let's us you know get that out of the way it's not about the 90% of it. it's a, i'm talking to the 10% of the fans who are actually fans who follow the the team to, uh, through um the rough times and the great times and enjoy the great times uh um more because of the fact that they've been you know living through the worst of them as well So what I've realized, you know, moving on to what I really want to talk about, what I've realized 
that why Liverpool has been successful over the past five years or past couple of years, let's be honest. Um, but that success had its basis or roots uh, applied uh, five years ago. Or even maybe 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 more than that when Brendan Rodgers was the manager, I, w- I would say. I think that's probably when it kicked off. Um, but what is the reason? What is the reason? So uh, a little bit of history for non-football fans, um, non-Liverpool fans for that matter as well. But that Liverpool was bought um, by um, a an American consortium um, back in 2000 and I don't know. 12 i'm thinking maybe 12 or 11 um i think it was 12 actually it was 11 or 12 something like that so they were bought by by an american consortium called fsg uh, the same consortium that owns you know the likes of uh your red Sox in boston um they have stakeholders uh investors um and the likes of lebron james right so um, they bought Liverpool for about 500 million, I'm thinking at this point. And that's in pounds, I think. Yeah, 500 million pounds. So um, they bought the club back in 2011, around that time. And the club, which was in the brink of, uh, at the brink of uh, um, administration. So uh, buying a club at the brink of administration and um, people who are aware with uh, aware of um, UK tax laws, you know, may uh, will understand the term administration. You know, you know, financially, obviously, not in a very ideal position. Though to bought the to to buy the club in that position, and then to turn it around into what it is right now is one of the biggest brands in 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 the in European football. I mean, I'm sure you guys heard about the whole incident or uh, fiasco. Uh, that Nike and New Balance had to go through. New Balance being uh, Liverpool's um, current um, kit sponsor, and they've been their kit sponsor for more than five years, I believe. And and Nike had to go almost to uh, you know um, an extent of a, a court battle with them to ensure that they become next year's uh, sponsors. I mean that doesn't happen really often, right? Usually the clubs. You know, when they end an agreement with a prior sponsor, they go to a new sponsor if it's available. Otherwise, they renew the previous sponsor. But in this case, we had, you know, Nike vying almost desperately to become uh, our kit sponsor. So how did how did a club come from from, uh, you know, the lows of administration to what it is right now, with this, which is which is a very stable financial institution in itself and then also a very successful team on the field? I think. Uh, from my perspective, and there are a host of reasons why, but from my perspective, one of the biggest reasons why Liverpool are where they are is because of FSG, the ownership. And one of the things that they do, what what they did was they were very clear as to what they needed. What was their outlook? What, what was their, what, what were they trying to achieve? They were not there to make a quick buck. They were not there to make quick money out of the English Premier League and to really milk the cow that is Liverpool Football Club. But they were there to win trophies and they were, the way the way they wanted to win trophies was to have a very simple mantra of relying on the youth, relying on the new up and coming players and managers for that matter, and really gelling that together and forming a very successful and competitive team. Um, 
which is what they start off with with uh, Brendan Rodgers bringing a manager who was very young and nobody knew about him and he had a very limited prior management experience and to bring him on and he laid the foundation to what what we see now Liverpool has become under Jurgen Klopp and even bringing on Jurgen Klopp wasn't like a a classic you know decision by clubs sacking managers and bringing new managers just for the sake of it it was it was a purely business decision because at the time when Jurgen Klopp was was available it was probably the best time for the club to decide hey do we continue with what we have right now in Brendan Rodgers which may may be a success down the line but or we accelerate this and really bring on someone who's done this who's also a young manager who's also uh you know on the, on the same page in terms of working with new talent who's not really looking to go out in the market and buy expensive players and and form a commendable competitive uh team just based on money um who's a very good coach is very shrewd in the market as well uh and that was Jurgen Klopp and that's where the management just you know went through all of that discussion decided okay Jurgen uh, is going to be our guy and we're going to rely on him and everybody was happy i remember, I remember when we signed Jurgen Klopp and brought him in as our manager i was over the moon but still the journey had to be taken you know Jurgen Klopp didn't come in with a, a magic wand and started waving it around and Liverpool became the club that they are right now no it was far from that i mean i still remember there was a time where fans even were starting to have you know uh, starting to doubt him that hey whether he's going to be the guy who's going to take us forward or not because it was 3 years into his job and nothing really was changing as far as like perform like maybe performance wise you know we were getting better but league position wise competitive uh competing and at the top of the table that wasn't that was really happening but fsg stuck to their guns and they were like no we spent a lot of time deciding what we want from this brand and we're going to rely on our intelligence that we had back in the day when we decided to uh um take on this 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 journey and and we're going to stick with it and so they did and that's what they saw in the last couple of years liverpool became a massive force in european football uh, uh winning the champions league last year finishing a point behind man city who who are arguably you know the best team in the league for the last i don't know 5 7 years um and then comprehensively in the process of winning the league this year um which is not a small feat at all i mean ask any team uh with whether they would want to be in our position or not and they would gladly you know accept it so a lot of this happened because liverpool owner structure stakeholders employed a process and that process was let us take our time in deciding what we want and then once we do we're going to stick with it because we have to trust ourselves uh what really doesn't happen with pakistan cricket board or cricket team for that matter is is that once a decision is made um if, if everyone's really quick to uh second guess themselves and doubt themselves and doubt their own intelligence which which got them to that position to make that decision i think that's the critical point where where everybody loses the plot and i think that's where uh fans need to be a little more patient too right liverpool fans you know i'll be very honest and you know probably a lot of people will say you're being biased but liverpool fans are probably the best out of the world best out there right now because never have i ever been in a position where i'm you know uh against a 
a current manager. I mean, we've been in a position where we were against the Hicks and Gillette, you know, back in 2009 and 8 and 10 when the club was absolutely in, 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 in shambles. And But we were against the ownership, never against the manager, even the worst manager of the past 10 years for us, which was Roy Hodgson, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, we never, I don't remember, you know, uh, fans protesting against him and expecting that he win a, win us, wins us the league or anything like that. We were very realistic with him. We were very realistic with our players. And um, we were very realistic with our chances as well. So um, I think the fans have to be very realistic as well as far as Pakistan cricket is concerned. And that's why I think um, I can draw a lot of parallels with, with my experience as a Liverpool fan as well. So um, um few years ago when when Hassan Mani, uh, Hassan Mani uh, was uh, was handed the charge of almost like revamping Pakistan cricket and we revamped our um uh, our our structure uh, of domestic cricket you know you have Asim Khan as the CEO doing some fantastic work and then also you know some some issues as well i mean i'm not suggesting that PCB is operating at the best level that the uh, best level that they should but at the end of the day, a process has been put in place. Imran Khan, I mean, everybody supports him, right? But uh, um, I remember even when he was a politician struggling to win a seat in the National Assembly, uh, people were suggesting that, hey, just forget politics, dude. Just come to PCB and run the whole damn thing and you know what you're doing. So now when he comes in as the prime minister and obviously creates this, um, brings in Esan Mani and, and gives him the power and empowers him to really run the ship, I think we should, as fans, and I am very patient about it as well, we should be realistic about our chances and be very fair to what we have in front of us, which is, you know, a developing uh, structure, um, i.e. PCB, and uh, a very fresh and young um, uh, crop of players as well. I mean, uh, a couple of years back when people were vying to remove... uh, 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 the captain from the squad um, were failing to answer the basic question of who they would bring in instead because they were just for change without the without the um, without really giving us alternatives so I, I think that's where that's what differentiates a real fan I feel from you know just supporters who come out every hour now and then to support a team and if they win great if they don't then they go on a massive rant and rage against them i think that's what separates the men from the boys in terms of the um in terms of being a fan because when you're a fan like myself i i i try to put things in perspective and i try to bring the patience that i've had and learned from my days and obviously uh current days as well as a liverpool fan and bring that into the uh, bring bring that into my Pakistan cricket fandom, and and trust the people, trust the process that has been put in place. And if the process doesn't work in a couple of years, there will be changes made. But it doesn't need to be changed. Every, it doesn't need to change every time anything bad happens, which is why I think bringing Ms. Bawalak, you know, requires at least a couple of years to really judge him. If you've decided on Ms. Bawalak, give him. A lot of time to do his things cricket is not uh, an easy sport especially managing it and being at the you know back end of it it's not an easy sport to manage so requires a lot of time i mean just learn from bcci 
who has been very consistent in their structure, which is why you, you see Indian cricket, you know, where they are. Uh, uh, just learn from ECB, the English Cricket Board. Um, they won the World Cup last year um, uh, because of their because of the process that they put in place. 2015, they they brought in Strauss and they brought in uh, Trevor Bayliss and, and a bunch of other folks to basically implement a vision that they had for English cricket and they did that and they won the World Cup at the end of it. Uh, down the line, they were in, in instances where they failed. They were failing to win in test matches. I mean, they, that was not their focus at all. But um, at the end of the day, they were clear as to what they wanted and they were willing to really back who they have decided to um, be in charge. So I think Pakistan cricket fans and Pakistan cricket in general has a lot to learn from these examples, Liverpool being the prime one that I mentioned. And... Um, and um, other cricketing boards, as an uh, Australian board and the uh, BCCI and ECB, I think all of them have fantastic models that we can adopt and learn from. Um, regardless of that, I think what needs to happen is real fans needs to start rising and 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 make their voices heard and be more realistic as to what this team should and can achieve. Um, so yeah, I mean. Uh, it, it is all uh, a matter of being realistic. It is all a matter of realizing that we're not a force that we were in the 90s, so therefore we are not expected to win everything every time. And if a new person is, is given the job, that person needs time to really uh, put his ideas into action. That's it. Thanks. And that's it for our show. The content on our episode is a collective effort by the resident drug rumors, that is myself, Zaib, Sahir, Farooq, Zan, and Naveed. Our theme music is courtesy Temur Salahuddin, aka Muru, a highly rated and extremely talented Pakistani singer-songwriter and YouTuber to check his work. Please follow and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Podbean, YouTube, Google, and Apple Podcast. You can also leave comments and connect with us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash drugrumors. Until next time, take care.